two men, lying in wait for an aging gangster to return home, jump from the shadows with their guns drawn. Why me? A stunned Herbert Blitzstein asks as the gunmen surprise him in his own home. It is a moment of reckoning for 62-year-old Fat Herbie Blitzstein. His life flashed before him, and in the flick of a second, Herbie, once a feared mob enforcer, was reduced to the little boy pressured to earn cash on the streets of Chicago so his family could eat. From the time he was five years old, people not only asked him for money, they depended on him for it. Even as a kid, Herbie knew how to make cash, hustling corner craps games with older boys and peddling fruits and vegetables to neighbors. He continued to earn big when he became a juice collector and bookie in the Windy City. Then, as a high-interest moneylender for La Cosa Nostra, and again as a fence for the infamous hole-in-the-wall gang's band of burglars in the Mojave Desert. Finally, he became an unexpected partner with Los Angeles's Mickey Mouse Mafia operatives. Herbie's life had started out uneventful, though. He was born into the modest suburb of Lakeview, an area marked by overcrowded living quarters that was linked to other parts of the city by streetcars and elevated trains, a gateway community for new immigrants. Herbie, the youngest of three children, was born to poor Jewish immigrant parents, Samuel Blitstein and Helen Holtzman. Herbie's father was from Russia, and his mother arrived in America from Poland. Most new immigrants were unskilled workers. They found work in steel mills, stockyards, and factories. When Herbert was five, his father, who had found it increasingly difficult to support the family, abandoned them after he was unable to pick up a shift in nearby stockyards. It was devastating, emotionally and financially, for his mother, Helen. Blitstein's father provided no support, and the family lived in abject poverty. Herbie's mother worked long hours for a leather company, sewing professional boxing gloves. It paid very little. The living conditions had a profound effect on Herbie, who once described his mother's wages as pitiful. She took whatever sewing jobs she could for work at home, but that also paid very little. To help cover the rent for the family's small, cottage-style bungalow, Herbie, at age five, soon after his father left, began working on a dairy route, helping deliver bottles door to door. It meant rising before dawn at 4 a.m. Then, on weekends and after school, Herbie made deliveries for the neighborhood fruit peddler. The streets became a classroom for the impressionable young Herbie, who quickly learned survival techniques. He was evolving into a street-tough kid in 1930s Chicagoland. It wasn't long before Herbie graduated to collecting money from both the milk and produce deliveries, which served as yet another training ground for later in life when he would become a juice collector for the mob. He was an above-average student at Von Steuben High, one of two senior high schools in the Albany area that Jewish kids attended. It was located on the northwest side, east of Cicero Avenue, on the north branch of the Chicago River. But at 16, Herbie dropped out so he could work full-time for the Cook County Morgue. A few years later, he would earn his diploma at night school. At the morgue, he helped the coroner's staff pick up bodies and take them either to the examiner's office or to their respective funeral homes. In those days, 
The dead house was located inside the Cook County Hospital at Polk and Lincoln Streets, close to his home. When other boys his age were starting to date girls and still playing kick the can on street corners, Herbie was picking up bodies for the coroner. While working his various jobs, Herbie graduated from playing corner craps to placing small-time bets that he later developed into heavy sports betting. He was always looking to make a big score. Next, Herbie joined the Army and was stationed at Fort Wayne, Indiana, until he was honorably discharged in 1961. He returned to Chicago.